This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. I've personally never tried therapy, but I've heard from friends it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Waypoint to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Waypoint. ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. Today's episode will leave you saltier than a Key West margarita rim because we're talking to Joe and Luke Simons, the founders of Salt Strong. I love this story. These guys were making fat stacks in finances and they said, screw it, we'd rather fish. They quit their fat cat jobs and they set out on a mission. They wanted to equip anglers with tactics and gear to help them catch more saltwater fish and they're doing this through on-demand fishing reports, tactics, trends, and this really cool online club through the Salt Strong brand. These guys are basically the consumer reports for inshore saltwater fishing. They don't take sponsorships and they only recommend gear that they have personally tested. Today, Jacob Knight is back with the Freshwater Kentucky Waterfall. He's going to help host the show. And together, we're going to ask Joe and Luke about the craziest thing they've purchased that literally had zero impact on their performance. Gear you might be overspending on. The most misunderstood part of saltwater fishing. The go-to rod and reel combos for beginners. In this question, beginners, should you go it alone or hire a guide? We're going to link to all this gear in the show notes. If you click the link and you buy the gear, we'll make money. If we make some money, we're going to donate it back into a nonprofit that's helping to teach kids to fish. So you can shop guilt-free. Just think of the kids. All right, let's get after it. This is Gearbox Talk with Joe and Luke Simons. Meet the industry's widest variety of game-changing ammunition. However you shoot and whatever you hunt, fortune favors the prepared. Find your federal premium advantage today. All right, Joe and Luke from Salt Strong, welcome aboard to Gearbox Talk, guys. How's it going? What's up, guys? Good to be here. I normally bring Jacob along for hair support, but actually Luke's bringing a pretty good dude himself today. I'm I'm follically challenged, so I I give Jacob a hard time about his Kentucky waterfall. Uh, But Luke, I'm glad to see you sporting some some good facial hair and long hair as well. Um, All right, guys. (laughs) I love it. We're going to dive right in as normal with the show. Joe, we're going to start with you, man. You know, with fishing gear, hunting gear, hiking gear, anything like whatever you're into, it feels like you can go over the top with gear. Uh, You guys see and test a ton of gear. And I'm just kind of curious to start this off with a little bit of a fun question. 
What's the craziest thing you've purchased thinking it would help you catch more fish, but it didn't make like the least bit of difference? Like where have you put budget to and totally regretted? I'm holding it in my hand right now, my friend. <laughs> this is an $800 3000 series spitting reel. Like the same thing you can go catch small little trout with. And it was one of those that it just caught my eye and was like, well, maybe this, maybe this will help this time. And uh, this was a long conversation with my wife. Uh, and I mean, so to put in perspective, the type of reels that we'd normally using are a hundred bucks, maybe 150, maybe 200. And this is $800. This is the Daiwa exists for anyone wondering. And uh, it was, it was one of my best slash worst purchases ever. It, it creates conversations, but it has not helped me catch any more fish. Did it come with like a hot stone massage at that price point, or <laughs> it did come with a lifetime warranty? That, that's how they get you. You know, same with yeah. you know some of the Orvis and other things that are a little bit more costly. Uh, it it has that going for it. So all right, that that's better than the stone massage, really. Uh, Luke, what about you, man? Yeah, I'd say the the fish call. So this was a product that came out a while ago. I, I had hesitations, and what it is, it's a it's a device. It's on Shark Tank actually but it's this thing that floats and actually makes noise to call in to call in fish and it has like scared shrimp feature it had uh something for like uh bait fish feeding frenzy or whatever and you hit the buttons and it starts making these weird noises and it was a total bust it was, a total <laughs> bust. It was like a hundred bucks um and we just did it for fun I mean, yeah, there's like a three percent chance that would have worked um turned out it didn't but um it, like it was not not the slightest bit of noticeable difference if anything it was a detractor we actually tested it at a spot where people feed snook shrimp and uh, we used the scared shrimp device and the snook the snook took off <laughs> they bolted <Yeah. laughs> oh awesome. man uh, so i i'm a tackle addict i spend a lot of money on gear brad asked me questions about sending boxes to the office and my wife doesn't know so that's I'm true. I did. I, there were so many boxes showing up. I was like, listen, man, I don't want to pry, but are you hiding something from the wife? <laughs> it is worse things. So, you know, we start looking at uh, places people spend money. So Luke, I'm curious, where do you send, see people spending too much on something or too little on the gear that they're looking at for salt? Well, Joe's the perfect example, right? Reels. So reels by far is number one. I used to do it. We all do it. Reels get, they get promoted the most. Um, and for spinning reels in particular, they actually aren't nearly as important as the rods. So the rods do the casting, the rods feel the strikes, the rods set the hook. All the reel does, the reel doesn't do anything until you have your hook fish and the, and the reel basically just helps manage the line and provide drag. So, uh, so for now, I spend way more on my rod and way less on my reels compared to what I did before. Yeah, Joe, you in line with that or is there something different you think? Absolutely. And it, it, man, I can't tell you how much money I spent on those reels. And, and some of it's, you know, from the tackle stores, they do these combos, right? You guys have heard that a rod and reel combo, and they're basically finding a way to kind of discount uh, one of the two to give you something kind of free on the other end or really cheap. And um, I mean, like I would say my best advice is don't ever buy a combo unless it's for your kit. Like, cause the rod, Luke just nailed it. The rod is doing all the work. The line is basically just a mechanism to bring line in and out. I mean, the reel is. Otherwise, you're going to end up spending eight hundred dollars on a reel. I'm afraid to use it because if if I lose it, I lose my lifetime warranty. So I'm just sitting here with it, like petting it and sleeping with it. I don't even use the thing enough. 
<laughs> I like that. Um, all right, we're going to come back over to Luke here for this one. Um, I'm kind of curious, Luke, what is what do you think is the most misunderstood part of, of saltwater fishing for beginners? You know, our show, we're really trying to help people learn. And you guys are talking to a ton of people on a range of different skills. And, and you've seen um, you've seen uh, seen it all. So I'm kind of curious, like, what are the trends that you see that where there's the most misunderstanding for people who are trying to learn saltwater? I'd say the biggest one is thinking that it's a whole lot different than freshwater fishing. We're doing inshore fishing. And, and so I grew up bass fishing. I was a total bass addict. I subscribed to all the, the bass, you know, all the bass magazines as a kid. I lived on a lake, so fished like literally like every day. I was diehard. That's all I did. And then once I started, started inshore fishing, I was changing my gear up. I was going to much bigger stuff. And, uh, and then eventually once I started learning short fishing, now I'm going back to my bass stuff. I'm actually using bullfrog lures, like literally my same exact lures. And that's working great for snook redfish and trout. They're, hmm. they're actually surprisingly simple. They're ambush feeders. They're pretty aggressive. And, um, and so a lot of times just use your bass stuff. I still haven't had much luck on a plastic worm, but like the, the actual bait fish imitators and, uh, and topwaters all do surprisingly good for saltwater. So a lot of it's just don't overthink it. I like that. Joe, what about you? Yeah, I'll add to that. I think what happens is people get in as, as, as beginners, newbies, whatever you want to call them, and they, they hear about tides, which is different than fishing in a pond or a lake, and they're like, oh my gosh. End of the day, it's two things. Just like a largemouth bass, they want structure, right? And they want bait. Like If you just focus on those two things, like uh, maximize the structure and maximize the bait, you're going to find some predator fish like redfish and speckled trout and snook and flounder. And I know it gets a little bit more uh, detailed when you start talking about tides, but if you just take everything else away and focus on those two things, you're going to have some success. That may actually be the answer to this next one. Joe, we'll stay with you for this. I'm, I'm kind of, I was going to ask you, you know, we kind of ask, um, you know, the most misunderstood part, but I want to also ask you guys like your best advice. And, and maybe this is for conquering that, but Joe, since, uh, since we're already talking to you about this, what's the best piece of advice you would give yourself as a young saltwater angler, you know, think back to you guys, little old Joe didn't know nothing, you know, <laughs> what would you tell yourself back then to, to help you get started quicker? I'd say number one, grow a beard and, you know, so be a little <laughs> bit more manly, like half of our guests here. And, um, there's a thing called the 90, 10 rule that we we harp all day long every week in our in our private insider club at salt strong and it's it, this didn't we didn't make it up by the way i'd love to take credit for it but there's a guy named frank Sargent. he's like a legend down here and, and especially in florida he's written so many books and he always talked about the 90 10 rule that not, at any given time 90 percent of all the feeding fish are just in 10 percent of any area i'm guessing it's probably similar to hunting right if you had 100 yeah. acres there's For probably sure. about 10% area where most of the deer, hog, or whatever you're trying to hunt, are, or whatever it might be. And it's the same in fishing. We've taken drones up, and we've gone to small areas, and we've gone to really big areas. And, I mean, it's it's almost eerie how well that works. So the number one goal, we talked about structure, and we talked about bait, is trying to, like, eliminate all the dead zones, knowing that 90% of it's a dead zone. So eliminate that first like just basically start Xing out spots on a, on a satellite map, for instance, and then start narrowing down like piece by piece where you think these fish are going to be based on trends, which is what, you know, we teach and spend a lot of time teaching. It's the same with hunting, right? I, I know there's mm -hmm. some places out there that just focus heavily on trends. Why would an elk be here in this area at this given time? That's the 90-10 zone. So that's the, that's the one thing I wish someone had told me. It wasn't until reading Frank's book. It was like this light bulb moment. I was like, holy smokes. 
that's it. Like that changes everything. Of course, it's easier said than done sometimes, but once you get it, it, it makes everything else easier. Yeah. Jacob and I floated with um, John Hunter, who's on, on our, our team here at Go Wild. He's a professional bass angler. He's fished FLW most recently is where he's kind of been the last few years. And he fishes like just like that with the mentality. I mean, Jacob and I would see him. He's moving down the water super fast. Boom, 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 boom. Everything's a grid. Boom, 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 boom. And, and if there's nothing, there's no like most people would sit there and grind it out for 20 minutes. And John, it's just moving. And then when he did get action, we might sit there for 45 minutes, you know, yeah. and, and really working that space. And I learned a lot just from watching him. But I mean, really, if I were to summarize what he was doing, it was that 90-10 split. All right, Luke, same question over to you. You know, what's that best piece of advice you had given little little bearded Joe? Because you just look like you came out with that thing, like a wet sopping beard, like mama. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, kind of reiterate what we've been talking about is just focus on on learning the fish, like look, focus on the trends and, and not, not so much to focus on the gear. I used to just mow lawns and pick weeds in high school and all my money went to go get a nicer reel or the, the newest lure that just came out, thinking that the reason why I was struggling is because I didn't have the right gear. That wasn't the case at all. The reason why I was struggling is because I wasn't putting myself in that 90-10 zone. I wasn't putting myself in the feeding zones. Because when you do that properly, you don't have to have the best gear. You don't have to have $800 uh, reel. Uh, you can have just a, a basic setup, a beginner setup, and catch a ton of fish. As long as you just know these fish behavior, everyone's a little bit different, um, know their behavior, and then you can find fish wherever you are as well. Yeah, dude, Since I love that. Called, oh, I'm sorry, go for it. No, you're you're getting ready to hit what I was going to say. I know the show is called Gearbox Talk. I was about to say, yeah. but but dude, I, if people don't believe me, but we have that whole gear feature on Go Wild. We have this gear show, and I tell people all the time, listen, this show is as much to tell you what not to buy because I think so much of the barrier to get outside, like like saltwater fishing, it seems like, man, I don't know, I got to go out and spend this eight hundred dollars on this this reel. <laughs> like, no, you don't, man. Like, our whole mission is to get more people outside for whatever they want to do. So, a lot of uh, the guests we focus on is just trying to make this stuff more accessible by trying to make you understand, like. Hey man, if you want to try hunting, go buy cotton bibs from Walmart. Like I don't like that's totally fine. So a lot of it is reinforcing that message. Um, and then you know every now and then we get somebody to come in who you know uh, who's a coyote hunter or whatever, some kind of hardcore fly fisherman or something. We'll, we'll nerd out on some stuff if you really want to go top in. But the the really the goal of Go Wild and this show is to try to get people to understand what Luke just said. So all right, Jacob, I'll kick this next one over to you. Yeah, Luke, I think, so diving into the gear aspect of things, what's the number one combo that you recommend to somebody who's trying to get into saltwater inshore? Dude, they fishing? just said no combos, and you come no in combos. with a combo. Well, no, come on, hey, Jacob, you got to be kidding Not off-the-shelf combo. <laughs> yeah, design your own combo. What combo are you building? Design your own. Yeah. So what I found is that if, if you want to do some artificial lures and some live bait, and, and we're talking about inshore fishing, redfish, sea trout, snook, flounder, um, just getting like a seven-foot to seven-six rod, that is fast action and, and medium power, medium to medium heavy, somewhere in that range. The problem is that every every rod company does has like a slightly different uh, measuring system, if you will. So some rods are, are medium in one brand, feel like a medium heavy in another. Sometimes a medium in one brand feels like a heavy in another. Um, but but it's kind of go to us, go to a store and just just feel it. Put the tip on the ground and just see how it flexes. You can feel the uh, the amount of power and you can see the action of the bend curvature of the rod. And, uh, and just kind of go with one that's in the middle um, after you try out maybe five, five different rods. Luke, any specific brands that you guys have kind of seen that are in that like ideal for beginners for price range, just to kind of help point them a little bit more in that direction? 
Yeah. So for for to so specify one, I have it here because um, you, you mentioned I knew we were going to talk about gear, but it's a TFO. This is a Temple Fork Outfitter rod. They're they're in Dallas, Texas, and it's it's a seven foot six medium power. It has good feel, good flex. It's around a hundred dollars. So again, this is where I spend most of the money on the rod, and then you can pair it with like a, a fifty to eighty dollar reel or whatever, and, and you can catch all of this. You can catch a bit of everything. As far as the reel size, um, like a twenty five hundred is what I use most of all. Uh, or 3000 you can go with die like a die with fuego is probably my bet my favorite it's at 90 it's 99 dollars um you can go higher you can go lower it's really about just focus on the rod and use braid line like a 10 a 10 pound braid line paired with this rod and a 2500 3000 reel you can absolutely launch your lures you have plenty of power to catch even even some of the biggest fish oversized yeah, I think Joe, you could probably expand on it too, but the that misconception of I'm going for saltwater fish, so I need a 4,000, 5,000 size reel. It, explain how you're recommending those smaller reels. Yeah, and that was something we did as well, right? We had these big 4,000 series just to go out there and catch a little trout. And Peter Deeks, he's one of the captains that we do a lot of work with, and he's got like seven world records. And he always says, hook the fish before you worry about getting them in. Like, you know, if you, most of us want to go out there and get tight lines. If you're trying to get a state record, even him, like this guy goes out, like he's actually fishing with Bill Dance right now because Bill's got him on the show going after trophy fish. And he still is using like 3000 series reels to go after like monster tarpon and like big fish. So it, it's always like, don't think that you have to have this 20, 30 pound braid. It's like going hunting with you know, a bazooka, you just, you just don't have to have it. And, and it, it sounds funny because you guys know, but we see some of these people on piers and marinas and docks. And it's like, what are you guys trying to catch a whale? And it's like, no wonder they have all this. I mean, it's, we call it jewelry, you know, where you got, uh, obviously you need a hook or a jig head, but they have swivels and all kinds of stuff everywhere and weights. You're like, you're just like screaming to the fish to like, this is fake. Uh, that no one's going to hit it. So yeah, Luke, Luke nailed it. I would go TFO rod, keep it simple in a Daiwa Fuego. They're tough to get right now. There's probably, you could probably resell it for 150. Um, there's like a secondary market because you guys are having the same issue in ammo. Yeah. It's really tough to find those good, those, those great like value reels right now. Yeah, dude, it's any gear. I mean, there's, we're, nice. we're seeing it across everything, binoculars, scopes. I mean, uh, the fish, our fishing gear, we have fishing gear, uh, that we're, we're moving and, um, or we try to move and it's, it's often out. So it, the industry in general is just upside down on inventory. Hey, so, so a lot of people, um, who don't live coastal, uh, they get an opportunity to be on the beach for a week and they're, they're, they're like, man, I want to go saltwater fishing. Like you're there, gets you away from your family. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe that's some people's case, but you got that day. You want to try it. I'm curious on your all's advice of, with as much as you do this, if you're still new to saltwater and you want to take a day and kind of learn, would you recommend somebody going out and just trying it on the shore? Or do you recommend doing like a, a guided, you know, a, a boat with, with a guide party boat, whatever you want to call them is which one's a better way to kind of learn if you're totally new. Yeah. And I'll kick this over to Joe. Sorry. I didn't identify who was going to. Yeah, Luke, Luke might disagree just because he loves, he's kind of more the engineer and loves the trial and error part, but I would personally hire a guide all day long, a private guide, not, not a, not a big party boat where you got 40 other people. You're not going to learn much because if you find the right guide and be honest with them, you know, like you, you tell them you're on vacation you just like, you want to catch fish. You also want to learn. You can, you can, I mean, that's just a wealth of information if, if they're willing to share. And most of them are when you approach it that way. Um, I would say another tip, because this is a little bit different. Uh, let's just use bass fishing as we grew up with that. You know, in bass fishing, 
we use lures all day long. We use soft plastics and hard baits. And, and then all of a sudden we get to saltwater fishing was another mis misconception. Everyone's using live bait. Uh, like it was unheard of to go out there and catch redfish with with lures. I mean, very few people are doing it. And I still think if it was a new person and you just wanted to get tight lines, I would say buy live shrimp. If you were going to do it on the pier, on the beach, whatever it is. Otherwise, I would say go with just a simple paddle tail, like a swim bait uh, and a jig head. Like just keep it super, super simple. You don't need all that hardware. You don't need all the other stuff. But it's just it's tough to go wrong with live or fresh shrimp. Uh, it's very, very tough to go wrong, but long story short, if it was me and I had the money, I would hire a guide first. Luke, what, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree, right? The, if you go and get custom help, that's always going to be the best. Um, money's obviously going to be a factor. Uh, hiring a guide is expensive. If, if that's not on, in the budget, then just, just going to like the pier or to the beach and just networking, right? It's all about, I, I would say what I've learned over the years is that human intelligence is, is by far the best way to learn. And it could be from hiring a guide. It could just be from being nice and just being cordial to some guy on the pier that's crushing it while everybody else isn't catching many, right? Um, and the cool thing about fishing is that there's just so many nice people. It's rare that you meet somebody that's just a, a mean person who's out fishing. And so just go be nice, just chat with them. Hey, what's, what, what are you doing? I see you catch a bunch of fish. They'll, they'll be happy to tell you uh, what they're doing and they'll probably give you some of their stuff. Um, we sit all not, the time. Not $800 reels, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. No. Yeah, not <laughs> big reel, but that's part of our club is that we have a big network of people and, and we see it, you know, member after member who, who meets somebody on the pier at the dock or at the marina and are struggling. They're helping them out and hey, here's some, here's some extra gear. You know, go try it out like to a kid who, who's really getting after it. So just be nice. Just, just start networking with, with whoever you see out there that's, that's fishing and you'll be surprised with how, how willing and, and, and actually how energetic people are when they start helping. Yeah, I went on a trip to South Carolina one time and we just went down to the pier by myself. It was the first time I'd gone without my dad, who he's, he's always been my fishing guide. And I found an empty space on the pier and started casting out into the water. Well, it was empty because everybody else was on the other side of the pier. And this old guy comes over and he's like, hey, why do you think everybody else is over here? And so he explained to me like the way the currents were and where the fish were moving and all that kind of stuff. So watching what other people are doing is a great you know, first step. But then also, like you said, some, some guys are just nice enough to, to give you tips. Love it. So, all right. Last hour, you don't know what's going to happen after this hour gun to your head. You got one lure, one fish to chase. What are you doing? Joe? <laughs> I'm going to go with the slam shady baby <laughs> on a, on a little jig head. So this is the three and a half inch swim bait it's a little paddle tail that that we created uh with a little trout eyes this is a, a jig head by z-man this is my go-to if you look at i got a few rods there behind me i'd say almost half of them have this setup it just it just keeps working it's not the end all be all but if i can only pick one i would use this and i would be targeting a redfish personally um, just one of my all-time favorites you can catch them from texas up to virginia and you can use one lure that and even my little nine-year-old daughter uses this because it's just a straight retrieve. I mean, you can, you can use it other ways, but it's so easy. You cast it out and you just straight retrieve it. And uh, it just continues to keep working. We've got, uh, what, 86 different species. We're documenting all the species caught on this one little lure. We're up to 86 now, and, awesome. uh, and which is really, really cool. So this is my favorite. It was kind of a no-brainer for me. 
Yeah, you know what's interesting about the paddle tails? There's a, a fly fishing guide out west, I think in Montana, Kelly Gallup, who's notorious for making these big articulated streamer flies. And he said, if you're going to fish anywhere for the first time, soft paddle tail swim bait. doesn't matter what it is, they'll go after it. So, Luke, what's your yeah, say. I'll say the same lure, just as you said, paddle tails, that they work. I've, I've used that one in particular in, in multiple states and different water clarities, night fishing, daytime fishing. It's just a good all-round lure. It, it's not always the best, but it's never the worst. And it just it just gets the job done. So if, if that's the only way I could do it. But I would, I would say my favorite fish to target with, with it would be snook. Um, growing up as a, as a bass addict, um, snook is, is very similar. They eat the same stuff. They're, they're very aggressive. They, they crush top water. Um, and, and so I would say, uh, you know, snook would, would take the edge of a redfish in my opinion, but same lure. Awesome guys. Yeah, this is sure. really fun. Why don't you give a, a little shout out for what you guys do and tell people where to find you if they, if they want to connect with you on, on social and all that good stuff. Yeah. The company's salt strong. Luke and I, we left the financial services world, uh, back in 2015, just kind of burnt out and not really fulfilled. And we really just wanted a, a community slash to start off as a YouTube and blog that just help people that we just taught how to tips started with knots. And now we get in some pretty advanced stuff. And uh, now it's a pretty cool little, you know, it's a membership based community. Uh, we have now 20, almost 22,000 members in our private club. And that's all at saltstrong.com. And I believe all of our handles are either saltstrong or the saltstrong. Some, some dude on Instagram beat us to the punch and got saltstrong, even though it's <laughs> trademark. We've been nice to him and uh, he posts occasionally. Um, <laughs> we just, we kind of, we kind of creep, we kind of watch him. So we're yeah. watching you uh, uh, <laughs> at salt strong on Instagram. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys, this is awesome. I appreciate you coming on and uh, really helping people that want to get into saltwater fishing. Thank you guys. Good times. Thank you. Fellas. Salt Brothers there. That was an awesome show. I really did enjoy that show. Those guys are awesome hosts. We're going to have them back on to my other podcast, Restless Native, sometime this summer. I'm excited to dig in and hear a little bit more about that storyline we kind of talked about of, you know, quitting your fat cat jobs, going out and building this fishing brand and taking all this risk and chasing your dream, chasing your passion. That's what my other show, Restless Native, is all about. So if you haven't checked out that show before, do that. We've got all kinds, we've got 140 episodes or something like that, 130 episodes of Restless Native that tell these stories from the outdoors. All right. Thank you to our sponsor federal premium appreciate federal you can use code go wild 15 on your checkout at federal premiums website thank you all for stopping by every week watching the show leaving comments logging on go out i love to see the go out logs thank you for doing that tag me every time and I, I you know i'm going through i'm cruising those i'm talking to people who are who are letting us know feedback on the show just last week somebody said hey man i want i want to see some more shows about spear fishing you know i haven't had a spear fishing show yet so guess what we're doing it we're going to get somebody on about spear fishing that show will be coming out soon here in June, I think, June timeline. So whatever you want, let us know. We're going to go out there and find that guest and we're going to bring it back to you. All right, that's it for me today, though. I'm out. Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is... 
You don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie.